Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. So you guys remember the bailouts of 2008, right? When the, uh, the housing collapse. Yeah, the, the market bubble and all that you kind of stuff. Prop up and, the housing. And so a too big to fail. That was, where the, <laughs> right? that was the, yes. the phrase du jour that the government decided to use to uh, say, basically, oh, we're going to rape you taxpayers uh, to bail out these large corporations that really should be out of business. But they're too big to fail. And, and everybody <laughs> just sort of laid down and took it. <laughs> well, okay. Yes, they did. What would you have suggested the people do otherwise? Uh, eject. Okay. You know, I mean, there are ways of uh, sort of getting rid of the bad guys. Okay. You can look to history for examples of doing so. Uh, people, of course, could have gotten together and just figured out a way to discontinue paying these bastards. Uh, that that would be the number one thing, you know, if you cut off their method of collecting fundage. Now, of course, they could still go to their buddies at the Federal Reserve and go, hey, print us up a bunch of money. So like, it, it's almost a moot point at this point. Odd that they can do that and yet still tax, right? That's one of those, like, everyone knows it's a thing. Reports show the Fed funneled tens of trillions to megabanks in 2019 and 2020, while Wall Street eagerly awaits the Federal Reserve's next benchmark rate hike decision. A number of investigative reports show the U.S. Central Bank participated in massive bank bailouts that are of biblical proportions. The first report stems from Wall Street on parades, Pam and Russ Martins, which accuses the Fed. uh, We talked about this $3.84 trillion already. The Martins' findings highlight many more secret loans that come from a data dump derived from the New York Federal Reserve Branch. The data dump showcases secret repo loans from the Fed megabanks from September 17, 2019 to July 2, 2020. The Wall Street on Parade authors say the media has not reported on the data dump at all. Of course not. <laughs> Why would they? They have a chart here that yeah, I'm not going to bother describing. It's got lines on it, some it, numbers. It does, and some okay. labels. And it goes this way and that way. It wow. just keeps yeah. going up and up and up. Mainstream media has heretofore instituted a news blackout on the names of the banks that received the repo loan bailouts and the Fed's data releases, the Martins exposed details. As of 4 p.m. today, and this was a couple of days ago now, we see no other news reports on this critical information that the American people need to see. The author said on March 31st, 2022. As of today, April 13th, 2022, there are no mainstream media outlets that have covered this news after Bitcoin.com searched for more information. You show me one of those graphs where it's like the size of the Empire State Building with $100 bills yeah. and, <laughs> and then the little man scale down there like, this is what $48 trillion looks like. I go like, okay. Yeah. Like, so impossible stuff's going to get more expensive at the grocery store. That's right. like so, the, so the bottom line. Point number one is they, they've given out these uh, loans, these bailout loans is uh, the closest thing they can be compared to, like the 2008 Too Big to Fail when, when they did all that, right? Except this $48 trillion exceeds that amount of money. Significantly. So if you were uh, at all upset with the fact that the government decided to bail out these Too Big to Fail companies, uh, you should be as upset, if not more, that it has done it again and even more money this time, and apparently there's a media blackout. No, I think I think it's Putin's price hike, isn't it? Poontang did not have anything to do with this. 
Vladimir Poontang. Isn't that that's how you pronounce it, right? Easy but, scapegoat. <laughs> the Economist explains that the bailouts were supposed to be stopped by the Dodd-Frank Act, but U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen helped change that. Well, what happened apparently was that while the Dodd-Frank Act was being rewritten by Congress, Janet Yellen changed the wording around and said, well, how do we define a general liquidity crisis? <laughs> Hudson told Martins during a phone interview, well, it doesn't mean that what you and I mean by a liquidity crisis, meaning the whole economy is illiquid, Hudson added. The only thing I can think of on the nonviolent side of things, right, is you have to stop using their money. Yes. And yes. prior to crypto, prior to Bitcoin and all that other stuff, right, I always I told people, like, get out of Federal Reserve notes, stop using dollars. Yes. Like, what you have to do with your dollars is immediately convert it to something of higher value. And I would have coworkers go, like, well, I need it for food and gas. And I go, like, that's higher value, right? But whatever's left over, buy something else with it. Right. Right. Like maybe not spend it, but yep. gold, silver, whatever you can afford. Yep. Like you have to get out of that system somehow. Well, you Crypto- could you could buy food. I mean, food in my freezer is an appreciating asset right now. It is. It's true. Right. If I bought <laughs> if I bought chicken at seventy nine cents a pound, it's like it's dollar seventy nine. Yeah. It's gone up. Yeah. Making money. And I've been looking on Craigslist regularly for, <laughs> for like a, a, no for a chest freezer to do oh that. right yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they've been few and far between. I'm also looking for a chest freezer. Yeah. I have a very small area and I need a very specific size, but I keep finding ones that are way too big or way too small. Okay, so uh, I'll 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 ping you if I find one and please do. You know, but they they haven't been. I, I keep bumping into ones that are like the commercial ones, like the roll top freezer, seventy two cubic feet. Like, no, no, like the roll top at the convenience store oh, for keeping oh, the ice right. cream cones in yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have a, right. a good it. humor freezer in my kitchen. I'm so tired of everybody talking about Musk, African American, musky, musky. Like, oh my gosh, man! Like, I, I, I he took over the troll responsibilities from Donald Trump while Biden's in office. <laughs> It's this it's this whole like celebrity worship thing where like everybody's looking to like everybody's looking for their savior and so the the, the savior du jour is now Elon. Right. Elon. So I w- I was talking to a friend about this on the podcast. He is a fan of Elon. And his words not mine or his thoughts not mine is whatever Elon's doing, like all the companies that he founded, all the startups that he, all the projects that he's into. Right, he is doing because he thinks it's the right thing to do, and that it's what's going to move humanity as a whole forward. Do you think he thinks that though, or is he just trying to like make more money? Like he's a brilliant marketer, right? And he always has been. That's why he's been as successful as he has. Uh, So, like to me, all he's doing is more marketing. How much more money does he need? Well, how much money does anybody need? It's none of your business. It's none of you're right. It's none of my business. But my point is that at some point, right, like I, what, what I'm saying is if I had as much money as Elon, you wouldn't even know I existed. You'd be trolling the Internet, too. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd would. disappear. You'd be bored. I'm gone. You'd be bored. You'd be, you'd, Facebook. Would be, you would be talking about me in the past tense, like whatever happened to Richie Rich? I, too, have bumped into a decrease in good customer service. Same. From uh, many providers of many, many different things uh, to a point that it is frustrating me uh, more so than it probably should be. And my my theory is that it's because of the fact that there's more jobs available, that it's more difficult to get quality help. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory. When I when I made the move to New Hampshire from Hawaii, we noticed a significant decrease in customer service quality, mm-hmm. and it happened so often in so many places that I have dubbed it a culture of mediocrity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it persists because as people grow up in this culture, like the natives here, right, they don't expect anything better. And so they've accepted this level of mediocrity as the norm. And then it gets worse because the kids grow up in it and they go get that first job and they're used to terrible service. So they provide terrible service and that's how it persists. But there there needs to be an example set of excellence and urgency, right? That people go like, wow, that's how it's supposed to be done. And then move, you know, how you move the culture in that direction is get more people to do that. Big Kahuna, where else are you bumping into incompetence? You had mentioned, you know, you had uh, some plumbers come in and do some, you know, install some toilets. Where else are you bumping into this? Um, well, just a couple days ago, I ordered a pizza from, uh, you know, a well-known company without naming it. Yeah. And, um, it's one of these things where there's an app and you get a notification of it's been delivered. And I have to say that this company has been, has in the past performed very well and I've never had an issue, mm-hmm. but this time, um, I get, I get the notification and I go out to the front door and it's not there. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of look, I kind of look around and okay. So I call, I call the, I call, right. Yeah. And, um, I get the, presumably the manager and he said, let me talk to the driver. So comes back and he says, uh, driver says that, uh, your, your, uh, screen door was locked. So he left it outside. <laughs> and so it should, so, it, so it should be, you know, in, in the, on the sidewalk. So I go out there, it's not there. <laughs> and so I call back and say, and I say, it's not there. And, um, he said, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I said, okay, well, please provide me with a refund since you didn't deliver it. You know, I, I, I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> but I'm starving. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. And I said, and I, said, I got I said, and I, I did. I had to leave. I said, by the time you guys get out here, it's going to be like another 45 minutes, an hour, and right. I have to go somewhere. I don't mind calling out the names of companies that provide me bad service. Yeah, me neither. I actually yeah. want to call out uh, Uphold. Okay. They are a cryptocurrency company that uh, they've got their their fingers in a bunch of different crypto pies, whether it's uh, exchanges, whether it's buying and selling cryptocurrency. Uh, they've got some, I think, some loan products. They've got uh, the reason that I chose to do business with them was because they have uh, what's known as a cryptocurrency debit card. And what you can do is you can upload some cryptocurrency to your Uphold account and then uh, you can use their MasterCard debit card to make purchases, and they automatically do the conversion for you. And it was great, so I thought, until I realized that uh, a particular thing that they were doing uh, was putting a hold, a temporary hold, which isn't uncommon. All debit cards work this way, like if you're getting gas or something. Yep. Gas at the pump. Uh you put your card in, it puts a temporary hold. In this case, it's 100 bucks, right? Because gas price is high now, so they got to hold 100 bucks. It, well, even when gas prices were lower, with the it was like, like 65 maybe? bucks yeah. or oh, something like the that. The station I worked at was 150. It, well, it depends on yeah. yeah, what kind of station, too. If you got diesel and you got so semis if coming. You didn't have a- anyway, my, my point is that they put a temporary hold of 100 bucks on my card, and then I get gas. And let's say I get 50 bucks worth of gas. Yeah. When I hang up the pump, 
it should go, oh, okay, here's 50 bucks back. I've lived about half my life here and the other half in Germany, and I've worked actually half, half in each country. And um, I was just thinking to myself, you know, I've been able, in a unique situation where I can compare two of the most successful countries of the world. The only one I can't compare with is, is Japan, but I have a, one of my best friends well, lived in Japan. America. Well, hang on. What do you mean by uh, successful? Well, I mean, Germany and the United States per, per capita have, have very high incomes. Per, per, I think Germany, I would say, has the probably the high, highest Okay, so we're talking economics. Per, okay, got it. Go ahead. Exactly. Continue. World domination. Exactly. And, okay. I was thinking and, and, empire and, builders, but, you know. No, 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 no I, I, actually, actually, you know what it is, and I know what it is. I mean, the, 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 the GNP per capita. But in any case, um, so so I was just thinking that in, in Germany, you, you, you feel more secure because you know that if worse comes to worst, the government will, will be there to pick you up. Over here, it's, it's not as secure. Um, for example, if you, if you, let's say, you're 50 years old and you lose your job because you're, you're, the company that you're worth goes broke, the, what they were producing doesn't, doesn't sell anymore, something like that. Well, what they will do is that they will retrain you at government expense. Uh, if, if at taxpayer expense. First. Yeah, they, if you want to do it yourself, fine. But they will—they will make sure that you get back to work because, first of all, they will not let you suffer. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin... Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. When you're taxed, the first thing that happens is the people who collect the taxes take a giant chunk for themselves. (laughs) Ah, Just skim off the top. Just a little. It's operation. Operating fees. Then they have to pay for the quote unquote administration of whatever it is, whatever department of whatever that they're going to do. So they have to hire a bunch of people to supposedly process whatever it is they're trying to do. And so then that goes to pay for that. And then, of course, having to pay for that is their justification for continual renewal of that. And then maybe somewhere on down the line, a little bit of it goes to whatever it was actually intended for. Whereas... If you cut out all of the middlemen and just go ahead and directly help people yourself, it's far more effective. Well, and I think that's a problem with the the uh, American example as well, is when people are talking about it or looking at it, right? They They assume that the Americans are using like the free market system and they go like, look at the results of this free market American system and how terrible it is. And that's why we need to move to single payer healthcare or whatever. Ugh. But they, they don't understand that the American system is fraught with problems as well, just different. Yeah, it is not a free market system right? in any way, shape, or form. It is a very controlled, heavily regulated market. I would like um, the electric generator bike bicycle shop here in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So uh, it turns out we have no such thing. So all these shops are in Santa Fe. It was advertised. So only way that you could get a, well, this is a, a German invention. 
So I guess it uh, costs a lot of money. So you're talking so about have... the elect the electric bicycles, right? Well, well that, that generate this is not the one that. Yeah, right. It's this is not the plug-in. I've seen the the two types. The other type is the you you actually charge it. You plug it in overnight. You charge the battery. Right. But the one that I'm advocating for is the one that's got the generator where the water bottle goes. And your pedal is the turbine. Yep. Um, yeah, and then the battery goes in the back. So, but okay. And you want to so get they, one of these? They, is that right? You want to buy one of these? Yeah, I want to buy one of these. With all the bad drivers in Albuquerque? <laughs> she wouldn't last a week. Pedal I, we, faster. Well. We don't want you getting run over, Sarah. Scientists actually identify common personality traits of complete a-holes. <laughs> So it's something I want to get to. This, but, this could take two hours. But <laughs> just the first two uh, the two bullet points they, they highlight before we get in. We'll get to calls. But it says, uh, first bullet point, most likely to be middle-aged men. The typical a-hole tends to be manipulative, aggressive, and struggles to control anger. <laughs> Guilty. Now, oh. uh, I don't tend to be manipulative. I can be aggressive if I want to. But I do struggle to control anger, particularly road rage. Which is why I'm so happy or to live. competent customer service reps. I'm, I'm so happy to live in a in a rural area now because as long as I don't go to a big city, my road rage is cured. Nice. So, uh, and, and do these apply to you? Manipulative, aggressive? Uh, no, no, no. Struggle no. to middle age. Anger? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> One for four. Yeah. And then the second bullet point: they just didn't really care about others were thinking. I have never oh, really well, cared about what others think about what I'm doing. I mean, that's that's ninety percent of my issue right there, or how they are perceived by others. Every now and again, typical American, you know, like, don't care about your I fellow man. Care. Like I'm human. No, I don't care like, what people think about me. Is that what it means? I'll fall into that sometimes, but for the most part, I could give a crap what other people think about what I do, how I'm perceived. I, I'm i not responsible for the version of me that exists in your brains. Right. It's safe to say just about everyone knows that person. That one person they just can't stand, that drives them crazy, they wish they never saw again. Simply put, a complete and total a-hole. Now, a new study is revealing the personality traits and most likely people who are the a-holes in your life. Research from the University of Georgia says that the most likely people to be the biggest a-holes in someone's life are middle-aged men. How old are you, Richie? 40, allegedly. I'm as old as the Super Bowl. Oh, 53? Whoa, go back to the magic rectangle. 52. Magic rectangle. I don't... Higher. Higher. Really? Yeah. Oh. Lawrence Taylor's number? 56. Yeah, in July. Okay. All right. That's, I, well, I, I think I'm, I'm past middle age I'm, because I'm, I'm be fifty next month. All right. So, you know, yeah. Middle, we're all yeah. Middle what, age what is, is middle like age? Thirty five and a half. Depends when you die. Thirty seven. Got to get to the end and work backwards. I think thirty seven is probably middle age. Well, anyway, they <laughs> tend to be middle aged men. Just to be clear, however, these aren't the only individuals who display signs of a holery. The team surveyed nearly four hundred people because we've seen enough. Asking, We're tired of bottling it up. Asking each one about the biggest a-hole in their life and the personality traits they displayed regularly. Respondents most often claim these people are manipulative, aggressive, and entitled. Have you ever driven in really horrible city traffic? 
on 95 uh, or even or ridden in a car a highway probably yeah. not as bad as yours well but yeah but you have yeah, yeah. right and have you ever noticed that it's always the other guy that's yeah. the a-hole it's yeah. never it's never the driver it's never you or whoever's driving yeah. the car you're in george carlin said Someone right else. if someone's driving guy. slower than you they're an a-hole if they're driving faster than you they're <laughs> an, an a-hole, a-hole. <laughs> that's right <laughs> very good with the carlin wow uh, along, uh, no, we talked about that. On average, <laughs> participants didn't think that they were very close to these individuals, which makes sense because these people are being described as having pretty aversive behavior, sharp ads. For one in three people, unfortunately, the biggest a-holes they know are still a constant presence in their lives. <laughs> That's what happens when it's family. <laughs> these annoying individuals If you're in a room with relatives and you don't know who the a-hole is. Right. Or it's a boss. I mean, you're working for the person. What are you going to do? Every like, boss is an a-hole. Yeah. I mean. These annoying individuals include coworkers, friends, and even their current romantic partner. Oh. <laughs> that... I mean, okay, having been a musician and hung around with like, oh, I don't know, like outlaw type bikers and, and that kind of thing. Really holes. I, I, I can tell you that that for whatever reason, the hottest women gravitate towards the biggest a-holes. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't know what that's about. Manipulation. I Or woman manipulation. Woman manipulation. I guess I'm not a big enough a-hole. Then. Yeah. I had purchased this vehicle, which was a plug-in hybrid, Mm -hmm. and I was promised $7,500 in 2017, I think. And then I got another car in 2019, I think. I don't know. Was that like the tax credit that you were expecting? That's the tax credit. Okay. The um, uh, federal credit. It's a federal credit, right? Okay. I don't even know who to call, but I never received the money. The week before last, I went over there and I said, listen, I need to do this. They're going to want me to get another car. That's the thing. They keep me roped in. Meanwhile, my car payment is through the roof because of the fact that every two years they put me in another car and they pay the balance. That's fine. But my tax man, I tried to have him put, you know, put it on there, and it it was just real crazy. So he gave me another email address. I emailed the person. I've never received a response back. Now, that's a lot of money twice, 7500 to turn around. But anyway, anyway, I've been really having a rough year because I never received my income tax. It got lost in the mail. So I'm going over to the dealership which I probably need to go higher to find out where is this federal credit or tax credit, which happens to be 7500 You guys remember just a couple of days ago, I called him with a news flash from the A&H News Network. And uh, Ian asked me what that stood for, and I thought for a second, and I said, well, astute and honorable, of course. <laughs> and then he went, in, he went into a little something, something, and I said, well, I just made it up, dude. It could stand for the ass and hole network. And here you guys have created your own. How do you like that? Uh, Major, are you an a-hole? I've been accused of said same. Uh, here, I, I, I got a trifecta for you. Based on the palm print on my cheek. When I was just a pup, there was a... Uh, homosexuals, heterosexuals, and bisexuals, right? Okay. That's all you and need. So I, invent, I invented a new class. I said, we're going to have trisexuals. Try anything. And buddy, buddy of mine looked at me, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? 
Willis, you know? And I says, well, that's somebody that tried any damn thing. <laughs> but, uh, I knew it. That right there might have qualified me for a double-A award. I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what um, are you really calling about tonight? Well, back about 15, 20 years ago, when PBS actually told you the truth, you could generally believe most of the stuff that they came across with. There was a study, and I don't know if they interviewed 10,000 people or 1,000 people or whatever, but they asked them if they thought they had common sense. And uh, 7 out of 10 says, yeah, I think I got common sense. Mm -hmm. Another common theme is that a-holes often struggle to control their anger, are often irresponsible, and hold bigoted opinions. However, the researchers also found that the respondents have many complaints which are specific to their own worldview. These included people calling someone an a-hole because they don't wear face masks or <laughs> voted for a controversial figure like Donald Trump. Where did this article come from? Study masks. finds. It's a study. study. Yeah. Who paid for that study? Democrats. Yeah. Quote, there's clearly a lot of variation in how people use this word. Unquote. Sharp concludes. That's the guy who wrote this article, I believe. If you've ever attacked a flight attendant who told you to put your mask on, well, I've you never... might be an a-hole. Yeah, I've never attacked a flight attendant. Okay. Like, why would I attack a flight? For any reason. It turned into a thing during COVID, man. Yeah, right. There were articles gone. There were articles left and right. I did stop flying once the... Uh, well, that's why you yeah. hadn't encountered a flight attendant who told you to put your mask With on. With one exception, I... Uh, okay, no, two exceptions. I stopped flying as soon as the TSA became a thing. That was a long time. Right, you had to go through the barbecue scanner and all that. So there were were two times that I flew since then. One was to fly back home uh, for a family thing, Uh, and then the other one was, of course, to fly here when I relocated from the West Coast, the Seattle area, to New Hampshire. Residents were allowed out of their apartments only to take PCR tests. Few businesses could operate. People struggled to obtain basic necessities like medical supplies, elderly support, and food. Most restaurants and supermarkets were no longer able to deliver. Local authorities then took charge of food distribution, making residents dependent on government-organized food packages. Too late to fight back, man. By the time they've got you disarmed and starving. Yeah. People quickly chafed. I don't know what the definition of chafed is outside of, like, you know, your thighs (laughs) rubbing together or something. (laughs) People quickly chafed. When they started to sing and chant on their balconies, the government sent up a drone with a megaphone that repeated, please repress the soul's yearning for freedom. Yep. Wow. Can you imagine you're, you're being locked down by your government? It's a rough translation. Yeah. And they send up a drone because you're singing on your balcony. Yeah. And, you want to be, you're yearning to be set free. And, and they're like, please, please repress your soul's <laughs> yearning for freedom. This is not the Chinese way. <laughs> Repress that freedom urge. So anyway, that wow. you can see that over at NY Mag. Uh, from the AP, uh, there's actually a video attached to this article, but a Michigan cop uh, on black man's back fatally shot him. Uh, a black man face down uh, on the ground was fatally shot in the back of the head by a Michigan police officer. The violent climax of a traffic stop. We call that an execution. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.